and welcome to Crit Club, the podcast show where four friends uh, pick movies from the Criterion Channel streaming service that we've never watched and decide to talk about them. My name is Peter Allen Clark. I'm hosting this week's show, and I'm joined by three other people whom I will name right now. I'm joined by Angela. Hi, Angela. Howdy, Peter. I'm also joined by Corey. Hello, Corey. Hello, Peter. And last, but oh, so not least, I'm joined by the dulcet tones of Wizard Chris. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Peter. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm 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 here. Dulcet <laughs> tones is one of those like that's more like a f- like you never hear about. You rarely hear the word dulcet or the word tones mm-hmm. by themselves. It's more of a, a sort of package. Dulcet, um, especially. I love yeah, the word dulcet. dulcet. Yeah. It's, it Dulcet. comes from deuce, which is soft. It's meant to be like soft tones. It's so great. I will now word. endeavor to only use the word dulcet without its lesser cousin tones. I will live dulcetly. Uh, I have all kinds of crazy ideas about dulcet stuff, but they're not but things that could be repeatable and, and for quality family audiences. <laughs> what, what I want to do is work work in the word nother without the word whole. Because oh. that's the only time you ever hear nother. I have never uh, heard We're another. also joined by the nether tone, the dulcet nothers of Chris. <laughs> Maybe it's a southern thing. Maybe it's a southern thing. A whole nother? Like it's a whole nother podcast? It's, it's a Midwest thing. Midwest. It's like a, an Ohio thing as well. Yeah. Well, uh, we're not here to just talk about nothers and dulcets. We are here to discuss a movie, as I said at the beginning of our introduction. This week it was my pick. Uh, which is why I'm hosting, and I decided to take a bit of a break from the <laughs> mine shaft, the existential <laughs> mine shaft we had been uh, staring deeply to uh, into over the past couple of weeks. It's been a long and winter. I picked, <laughs> I picked 1985's Police Story, written and directed by Jackie Chan. Uh, this movie is an, of course, action crime comedy jumpsuit movie uh <laughs> <laughs> that was was not uh jackie chan's uh i don't think it was his directing debut i tried looking that up and i couldn't no. find it i don't think it was his directing debut it wasn't far from his acting debut uh but it was definitely the um the movie that sort of catapulted him uh into more international fame uh and it is uh it's basically what it says police story where police in uh hong kong are trying to uh arrested a big old drug dude and in order to do that uh they have to protect uh, a witness and jackie chan is cast as the bodyguard of the witness wacky hijinks <laughs> ensues yeah i'm boring myself trying to like give the actual outline of the movie because it's so bland a premise you're not coming to this movie for the plot you're oh not coming God, to the movie no. for the plot in the slightest yeah exactly and so forgive me for not going too deep into what the actual plot entails. Uh, but before I get into this banger of a movie, I instead really want to ask the three of you what you all thought of 1985's Police Story. Who would like to go first? Or shall I call on someone? I'll go, go first. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll just also say that this is a movie that's in the Criterion Collection. Oh, it is yes. uh, spine number 971. Um, I... Uh, my initial, like, bef- I-, I had two things that I was going into this with. Very little exposure. I have very little exposure with Jackie Chan. Um, I think I might 
never have seen any Jackie Chan movies. I think I might have really? seen Rum- I think I might have seen Rumble in the Bronx back okay. when I was maybe a teenager, but like maybe it was on in the room. I don't wasn't paying much attention to it. So I don't I think this is my first Jackie Chan movie. Welcome. I never, I mean, never saw Rush Hour, which was like his huge one oh, in the yeah. States or whatever. I've never seen any of those. Um Yeah, welcome. I do feel welcome. And I felt like um I felt like I felt myself getting a little bit cooler by watching Jackie Chan movie because like Jackie Chan, I think, is probably y'all can dispute me on this. He might be one of the top ten coolest people currently alive, and I, I realized this when I was watching some of the extra stuff at the end when uh, he's like, uh, uh, you know, some of the stuff that's invo- uh, included in the Criterion Collection or whatever, and just like watching him like explain his stunts, explain how he comes up with stuff, and I'm like, I think he's top ten coolest person currently alive. And well earned. Excited to the share man, my thoughts on that. The man has put his. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he has a horrible personal life that I don't know about or anything like that. That might be very well the case. Um, but he's certainly put his uh, time in. Like he, you know, came up with you know working with Bruce Lee in the '70s and kung fu movie and all that stuff, and like really broke out with this. So I know him as a cultural icon that is much beloved around the world, like worldwide fame. Um, from this guy. So I know him as that. And then I know my opinions on the police. Um, <laughs> going into this as, as hearing police story. And yeah. so uh, like really the first 10, 15 minutes of this was me like really not liking the police and what they were doing and all the, like these crazy shootouts in this really like tightly packed, you know, shanty town or whatever and like criticizing like their policing methods um and it like at one point like one of the police like what's his like what's himself and stuff and i'm like what what well, he just killed somebody Ex- yeah yeah and cory what did you think of police story but then <laughs> but then they like at the point where they were like uh destroying that entire like hillside town with mm-hmm. like cars running down it and like the shots of like everything falling apart or whatever there was part of me that was just like, oh my God, these people's homes and businesses. And like, and then like when they like the car hit the ground and hit the. Corey, what did you think of police story? <laughs> then I was like, oh, this is a, this is a cartoon. I'm, wa- I'm watching go. a cartoon. And so then my opinion of it flipped and I was able to like, let go, breathe out and enjoy the movie. And I think that the, the action stuff is why you're there. The action stuff is great and endlessly entertaining and super ridiculous the stuff in between is sometimes better than it needs to be um with like some of the the especially like the court scene where they're all like going back and forth with the arguments and all that stuff i I found myself like bored by some of the in-between action stuff but on the most part uh it was a it's a good movie and good for them for making it just picturing you, opinion. just picturing you <laughs> writing ACAB over and over in your <laughs> in your notes until something funny happens. Well, it's, it's yeah. alternating that with I heart Jackie Chan and then ACAB. <laughs> pardon me, yeah, pardon me for I didn't want us to get too much into other stuff that we can talk about. Uh, so mm-hmm. pardon me for pushing you along, Wizard Chris. What did you think of Police Story? Um, so I'm just looking over my notes, and they're mostly written in all caps. Like, here I've written just very large all caps. It says, triple cross, and then there's three exclamation marks. 
Um, so that's what I thought of Police Story. It's it's very silly. It was very funny. Um, stunt work is incredible. That it is not a very safe movie. Um, uh, obviously, like the final stunt is super cool. So cool they show it three times just to make <laughs> yeah, sure that well, he you're got like, also he got four, the... no, I four times, three times in succession, and at the very end of yes, the credits, yeah. they're like, "Let's do it one more." And it was super well, dangerous. He also got he also got legit hurt on that yeah, one. He got like burns, second degree burns on his hand. He fainted a couple of times. Yeah. So um, yeah, as like a you know a piece of physical comedy, yeah, it is like a cartoon, uh, like a Three Stooges like slapsticky thing. Um, where uh, all these characters, despite appearing like super like goofy and ridiculous, are also like incredibly trained like masters of movement and like physical comedy. Um, the 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 martial arts scenes are great, but like the the scene uh, where he's like answering the phones and like just kind of tossing them, wrapping. <laughs> Suffice to say, yeah, um, it is a, it is a, it is an incredibly fun movie. I'm gonna be. I was having a terrible friggin' week, really bad week, and I sat and watched this, and I was like, <sighs> yeah. Thank goodness yeah, for too. clowns, right? Thank goodness I, for I was clowns. Having, yeah, I was having like a bad day, especially, and then I was just like finding myself chuckling, and I'm like, oh, okay, um, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> good time. What a great time, Angela. Police story. Your thoughts. Go. Um, this movie is making me question, and your responses to it are making me question whether I have a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> because, like, I, like Corey, in the first 15 minutes, I'm watching these these people, like, basically take down an entire shanty town, surround, like, and a business, a dying business. Um, for what? For what? Some drug crimes that could right. have been, like, taken care of under a health initiative instead of, like, protecting some sort of commerce thing I, I i got that did not set the stage for uh hilarity for me and then basically for... he assaults the woman he's supposed to protect um like i want i you guys have no idea how much i wanted this to be light and funny and like i actually really like jackie chan and i think he's amazingly talented he is super fucking cool um i love him in movies with chris tucker um, I want to wring the neck of the screenwriter and director of this film mm -hmm. because um, basically I feel like I'm watching like all of the attitudes that have oppressed women ever like condensed in one film. It's like the most sexist film I've ever watched. There's even gaslighting in it in spades. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. I'm Very... like, I'm mad. I'm fucking mad because I and I'm starting to question Criterion as a brand. Right. Like hmm. these are supposed to be like the best of cinema. And I'm starting to wonder what what is the best of cinema? Like, is it showing the brutalization of humanity? Like, I, I, I'm just really I'm at the point where I wonder if uh, what is the Criterion Collection? Because its purported brand is like the best of cinema. But everything I watch is just about human brutalization, like. Just a constant reminder that being alive can just be horrible and terrible. Well, and it's also the movie. It's also picking. our picks. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but like I keep, I spent a sizable amount of time on Friday uh, trying to find other other things to watch, and um, I kept going, "Gee, that's not going to be fun. Oh, that's not going to be fun either. I need something fun." You do not go to the Criterion Collection for fun. Um, so yeah. when I was watching this, I was like, I was hoping for some fun. 
And it's not the fault of the filmmakers. I mean, this film is clearly rooted in its time. All of the, the plot devices, like apparently back then, it's it was way okay to deceive women for their own protection, whether or not they needed it. Um, but it just really cemented, like, I understand now the upbringing I had and why I had a belief system that contributed to um, abusive relationships and misunderstandings of, of uh, intimacy. It's, like, not surprising at all. So, I don't know. I w I'm just mad because I wanted to like this movie because I feel like I'm a party pooper on every one of these films. So, and, I, yeah. no, I usually am. This and, is great. And I think the Criterion collection is also like important films and mm -hmm. you know for police stories history in the blending of the over-the-top action um bringing that into like the kung fu genre like i think this was a game-changing film where they really like took one genre of film kung fu and meshed it with and i was watching some of the extras you know a lot of the very theatrical um uh uh fighting especially using objects in very choreographed highly choreographed ways were from uh chinese opera theater which is jackie chan had experience in beforehand and so he brought that to the kung fu genre and made this mesh that certainly influenced action films a whole lot so i mean i do understand the importance of this within genre within the genre of you know action films particularly i think the question i want to ask though is should can I, the can I get my thoughts? One, just one thing. Should the Criterion Collection be the only game in town for establishing quality cinema? Go, Peter. <laughs> well, it's, it's not. It's not. Academy no, it's Awards, not the Globes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other yeah, this distributors. Just, yeah, exactly. And there are plenty of people who hate on the Criterion channel for be a bunch of being a bunch of old stuffy, depressing movies. <laughs> and I think a lot of the times they have a lot of point. Um, no, yeah, and also art is completely incredibly subjective. Uh, which is very proven by me saying that Police Story is a fucking banger of a movie. <laughs> it was, it was, it, like, and it, it was at one time. It was at one part because I, because I don't because I also because I want to say because this movie came out in '85 and I want to say that like it, uh, Corey, it, like I think it it I think it was influenced by '80s action as much as it influenced '80s action. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like this is part and parcel with like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies coming out of the time. Sure. There were a lot of direct sort of tie-ins that I could find to Commando, which I watched a lot when I was growing up, whatever. The difference I thought about Police Story that puts it so far beyond uh, any of these other 80s action movies is that it, 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 uh, it doesn't take itself so, it doesn't take itself seriously. And it kind of like largely knows that it's uh, a bunch of goofball children uh, running around who just have some flexibility and speed. Um, uh, I also, I want to say that I think that the title is far more honest than uh, anybody else has mentioned, because <laughs> when you have the destruction of a shantytown, the, the gaslighting of a woman, and at the very end of just completely beating up somebody and, and police saying, yeah, yeah. somebody in custody, and the police saying, I didn't see anything... And, and, it seemed a lot like a police story to yeah, me. And the most like outrageous and unrealistic part of the whole movie was when the you know police captain or whatever doesn't want to protect one of his own and wants to like yeah. prosecute him for murder. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I will say completely, Angela. I uh, I don't 
<laughs> at all, like throughout the first. Because honestly, it was I was, uh, I was uh, literally on the edge of my little couch, with my my jaw hanging open through so much of this because I thought the the scenes and some of the stunts were incredible, and I got so excited for the first twenty or twenty five minutes because I'm like, here's my crit. Here's my first crit. Here it comes. Here's my first crit. Yeah. Um, and it's absolutely because of its simply horrid treatment of women and female characters that I've just like kept me coming back to this. What are you guys even trying to do? Really bad. <laughs> like throwing the woman off the roof into the pool. Like there are better ways of handling this. <laughs> like every single instance of a female character with that. Uh, that being said. But uh, yes, and but, they're, I, but they're of course, also, that being said, yeah, I do a, wanna, I do think it was a banger of a movie, and I had an incredibly fun time with it. The, the people who are treating women terribly are also not seen in a heroic light. I mean, they're yeah. not seen as as this is the good thing to do. And I, I was wrestling with that because, like, because definitely Jackie Chan is the hero, and there are a lot of times when they try to back away from him and being like, "Oh, but he's also a shitty child of a of a of a man." Yeah. Um, but they don't commit to that a lot of times. I don't know. I don't. I think that they treated women casually. Like it's not even that they were treated badly. It was that they were completely one hundred percent of objects to be manipulated, and and it made me very angry i'm still i'm just i'm furious i'm actually really furious. i completely see that you yeah. and and i completely agree with you 100 percent. you look at the uh jackie chan grab keeping a hold of his of his girlfriend may's backpack as oh. he pulls her off oh, yeah. of the of the vespa like that's the exact same as him using the clothing rack in the mall like she was a prop like mm-hmm. and women are largely props and i 100 percent agree and and felt that as well while watching there is a sense I I definitely I definitely agree. Um, it's not good here. There is a sense that everybody is a prop in the film, uh, and Jackie Chan just kind of moves people around as needed. Um, yes. But yeah, there's a there is a there is a meanness to some of the humor directed at women. Um, like at the end of the, like in the mall at the end, the bad guy Mr. Chu just like kicks his girlfriend May in the ass and like knocks her down the stairs, and you're like, oh, we could have. Okay, like, come on, man. <laughs> what is this shit? Um, and yeah, it's 1985, and it's Hong Kong, and I guess that's funny then. And that, yeah, it made it made my skin crawl just a little bit, even as I was having a rollicking good time. Because I also was having a rollicking good time. I don't know how those things can co- can coexist as much as they did. But I think it's it's part of what you're saying, Wizard, that I agree with that it was that it that it is just pieces that the the whole thing is just timing, right? The whole thing is just production and timing and what goes where and who can take what amount of pain and everything from like seeing that dude whenever they stop the bus at the beginning and I I I rewound so many parts of this just to see stunts again and again and again because yeah. I couldn't believe people were actually doing the things they were doing mm-hmm. and it's like and I think uh and I think the staging and the what's the theater word the mise-en-scene um, mise-en-place blo- mise-en no blocking blocking yes uh the block like I think uh and I think it's just a lot of unfortunate blocking maybe more, I don't know. Yeah, it was just not unfortunate. Is even too kind of a word. 
the the treatment of women is just yeah. I don't know. Well, um, I, I have a big problem with the phone call scene. A huge problem with it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That was it, the mean, worst scene. It is not funny. Like, no. it was unnecessary in terms of, like, you could have, like, you know, it may call it white privilege. They could have changed the subtitles on this. And I would have never known just how awful this scene was. Like, it's, I just, maybe, I feel like I have no sense of humor. Like, but maybe rape isn't funny. Maybe spousal abuse not funny i don't know it just made me and then i that was the part where i really really i got i was already angry and then poof yeah that's where i group texted the yikes is because yeah there's nothing funny no yeah yeah, they really and and not only was it not funny it also just wasn't like that clever of a scene Mm -hmm. like you could have played that in a much more clever and funny way The, the conceit of it the idea of there being multiple phones and crimes are being reported and wires being crossed but it it, it, it didn't stand up <laughs> but still i loved so much of this movie uh it reminded me a lot of um because i've watched it recently i watched it twice in the past year for some reason uh clue the the another banger of a movie clue the movie clue movie. i don't i don't understand clue Real the good. clue love i've seen clue oh. people love it uh yeah it's not one that... watched, yeah i've gladly watched it twice in the past year oh, yeah is, absolutely holds up zany cheeky like murder mystery of a film it's, not even a mystery and it's like... another cartoon though, yeah. right it's it's just another like a manic bunch of people you know uh frenetically hopping around from one room to the next mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, uh, Police Story, reminded me a lot of the sort of mania that is inherent in Clue. <laughs> That's interesting. I can see that. Yeah, like the whole like cartoonish. Like it's such a it's such a cartoon so... movie. Like Jackie Chan like contorts himself in a thousand different ways. Everybody just like they find the silliest ways to like disabled bad guys or whatever i'm thinking of like the the guy who gets thrown down the escalator and he lands in the middle like slides yeah. all the way down <laughs> yeah. like, how the it's hell so did you do stupid. that that must have hurt so much how did you it's get so him stupid. out of there like i loved the third cake smashed into his I know, face. Right? oh my goodness <laughs> <I> lo- <laughs> that was just that was one of those of just like it's so over the top that there's no way maybe they would have two cakes nearby <laughs> but the idea that there were three was so egregiously over the top that i laughed out loud about that well and and so like with may like his relationship with may and just the establishment of uh like is it kaikui uh yeah. Kakui. Yeah, I just um, started thinking him thinking of him as Officer Jackie Chan, and I believe mm-hmm. in I future it's... installments of Police Story, he is Officer Jackie Chan. Oh, is that true? <laughs> I think so. Because <laughs> um, they made seven. Because there were six sequels. To he's he's Story. Kevin in the English many? dub. Um, right. Which is not great. Are there that many sequels? There's at least five. Why wow. did I think there were seven? I don't know why I had five, seven in my head. Um, but like you know, they don't expend any effort establishing him as a protagonist um they don't do any establishment of him and may's relationship at all it's just kind of they they are just in a relationship and they're are off off on the races arguing with each other about stuff um i don't know it's just interesting you made me think of that with the cakes it's like i want to 
I, I didn't look it up because I was trying not to look up anything on Wikipedia because I didn't want to have to keep rewinding after I... Because this movie took me at least 20 minutes longer to watch just because I kept rewinding the stunts uh, to see them again and again and again. But I uh, made me, it made me very curious, and maybe it's because I've been a reporter on too many legal stories and too many crime stories, because I didn't understand maybe Hong Kong's legal system of, because I don't think you can compel a witness to testify. I spent way too much brain power thinking about the actual legal plot here because it seems very uh, illegal and improper. I think that, I think that was time wasted because that whole legal scene is no, no, like, ridiculous. No, I'm talking about the, like, the setup for like, we need, we need Jackie Chan to be her bodyguard when it's right. like, wait, you're compelling her to testify? Yeah. That's, she has no yeah, choice. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, I was, like, and this just shows my own ignorance of the subject, I was surprised at similarities of Hong Kong's legal system and police system to, like, English and American systems. British common law, motherfucker. That's why, yeah. Like, even, like, swearing on a Bible, I'm like, I don't know. Because it was still, I think, at this point, yeah, still, it was still a british protectorate okay until 1997 it's part of 1997 is when they handed it over i mean the the bible thing like was just the thing that really threw me it's like it was such arrogance of you know the colonial and like uh, imperial mindset Mm -hmm. of like we're going to impose all of our rules and structures for policing and and law and you're also going to have to like swear on this book that's important to us therefore must be important to you it's just <laughs> for for me was the fact that they were saying objection in english yeah i object right. i didn't I object. and I, yeah yeah or yeah i object and like i and that's what when it clicked i was like oh of course it's it's british rules still mm. here this is um the i object thing is one of those things it's like uh it's like the sideshow bob ra- uh rake gag where like it is <laughs> funny and then not funny and then funny again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like i kept yeah this movie definitely had some periods of slowdown for me and one of them i think was the was the was the was the court scene oh, Hell see, yeah. I liked it. uh it, well, I, like, but it, again, it kind of kept going in and out. Whenever they were like, put the tape recorder, and there are these. Uh, I I love the direction. I really want to talk about the direction of this movie as well. But putting the huge ass speakers. Yeah, I there's like just that. this like yeah. shifting whole thing that's just so over, like unnecessarily over the top. That's what I like. This movie didn't need to be as big as it was, even when it when nobody was fighting. And I think that's why I connected a lot with it. It was because it was. It like went over the top, even when yeah, it wasn't exploring. I and limits. I, I liked the courtroom scene because it subverted my expectations. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even expected them to try to defend this, you know, horrible drug guy <laughs> who was caught red-handed and obviously bribed him. But then they obviously did, and <laughs> like I don't think that that defense would stand up in a non-cartoon court, but the the cartoon logic that they played out for, like, you could have lost sight of the bus. It could have been one of, like, 80 other buses. Like, it made sense in that cartoon world, and I, I appreciated it. I liked it. Definitely. Like, you could see the lawyer, like, pulling, like, the charter of Hong Kong law out of the no space behind his back and being like, <laughs> I have it all right here. Uh, Maybe it was, like, a legal stunt on its own. Angela, what did you think of the court scene? Oh, man. Like, I was already, like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just not this audi- the audience for this film. Uh, mm. uh, I, I, it, it would have been so, like, I don't know. It reminds me of the films from, like, the 1980s with, who was it? Who's that guy who did Naked 
gun like one and a half yeah, yeah. Leslie Nielsen yes yeah. okay I if I I was in a different headspace for this film and I just didn't see itself I you know I wasn't able to suspend my morals to <laughs> to laugh and mm-hmm. find this um, uh, amusing I mean the technical the shooting uh like of the cinematography the way they set up these shots I mean just the whole shanty town thing setting that up and i mean at some point you know as those cars are driving down there's like pyrotechnics to show explosions i couldn't believe it i mean I couldn't believe it. that i mean that in itself is quite remarkable and in that way i do respect it in the you know cinematic pantheon of you know why it's it's considered a you know great cinema but um some things just don't age well and this one definitely does not it but it makes me want to see someone remake this kind of story but not at the expense of humans or women but i mean the the what's it called the court scene it was like you know even the court system is is meant to be ridiculed um but i just had a hard time making heads or tails of why i should be laughing um but yeah i get it yeah I get it. No, I really, I really found a lot of peace with it pretty early on. I think it was whenever there was the the grotesque gaslighting slash like stabbing dance or whatever. Oh when my I was god! Like, god. Yes, no, no that but was like terrible. I found so much, I found so much peace with this movie when I decided that I am just not going to think of Jackie Chan as a hero in the slightest, mm. and this is just a police story, and I'm just gonna <laughs> like that was that was when I, I oh I'm not I'm not rooting for this person at all. Yeah. Instead, mm. I'm just gonna see what everybody does. Uh, terrible, terrible policeman. So bad. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Did you ever? Has anyone seen? Because it also uh, I I guess I didn't realize how much of a how much of a progenitor this was or jackie chan was to uh shaolin soccer or oh, Kung yeah. Fu Hustle. Oh, Stephen chow like, yeah Stephen chow Steve yeah is all over this Stephen chow just likes to use like special effects more which i think is like two thumbs up mm-hmm. sure um yeah because yeah, that... there's this is all practical effects in this but... yeah unreal mm-hmm. uh, i hated the music um, I loved. Are you serious? I loved it was, the music. I loved. That... An, I hated it until I loved it. But I most. But I like. I don't remember. Forty five percent. Like I, I remember the him. at the beginning the first terrible. the first like when they're in the the shanty town the first music is just like this guitar that's just, just like, like wailing like this, guitar and it's like programmed drums or whatever. I'm like I can see how this is trying to like elevate my heart rate or whatever. But yeah, I don't remember much of the rest of the music. It is. Honestly. It's, it's also cartoony. It's it is. It is to 11 the entire time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's kind of like, like on some scenes. <laughs> it's, got that, it's got that, like, it's always sunny, like, oh. monsters, like, lurching from scene to scene kind of feel to mm-hmm. it, where you're like, all these characters are terrible. <laughs> it was also reminding me so much of, like, black exploitation. They had a lot of, like, mm. 70s black exploitation, sort of big, there were almost funk numbers that they were mm-hmm. trying. There was just a lot of. This movie is just a real spout salad spinner of of different styles and genres. Props to Jackie Chan for uh, for Vox on the on the uh, the closing credit song. He's a trained opera singer as well. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's oh, cut a yeah. ton of albums in China. It's just right. one of the many hats he wears. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, did you all did you all watch any of the extra stuff? 
No. Yeah. No, no. I watched like the the long uh, interview with him oh. on Police Story. Like, the, is that what you're? Uh, I, I watched, watched the one that was focused on dub. stunts. The the one that was on stunts uh, and like I don't know maybe. It's, yeah, it was like a 1999 kind of documentary type thing where they were just he was just walking through how they, you know, saw a, a chair in order to make it break when you get hit with oh, it and all that stuff. This and, wasn't that. That would have been cool. Um, I only got halfway through. It was an hour over an hour long, but um, a lot of his like commentary on it is uh, just we're doing what we can with what we have. Like yeah. uh, America has a ton of money for their movies and. Like, you know, when we're falling out of buildings, like we're landing on cardboard boxes and mattresses like America. They have all the money for the big air fluffy things that are going to save your life. Like we've been using apple crates for 30 years. Like and so I wonder if like the music is maybe also a product of that where they kind of probably just had to use what they could get or use what was cheap or whatever. It's also just me being a hater. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's obtrusive to say the least. Yeah, so yeah. It was like I think they threw a lot at the wall and then only some of that spaghetti is ready to eat. But then you know what? <laughs> during that during that song, uh, as terrible as it was, I watched like a man like kick another man like flying through the front window the wind the windscreen of a car. You're just like, oh my god. <laughs> so cool. I watched it so many times because I get just like seeing where, why aren't their backs broken? Like what, how are they falling? So many of those scenes, like so many of those scenes, like the camera lingers on like the aftermath of the landing. Um, Mm. You see like, you see these goons like rolling around and you're like, yeah, I bet that hurt, man. Like at one point uh, a goon gets like flipped into the, like the railing of the escalator during the mall fight. And he hits hard, man. Yeah. And you're you're like I don't. There's no amount of padding that that sticks that landing. Oof. I mean, the stunts thing does go into how they practice every single day, and mm-hmm. they practice taking falls and taking hits and all that stuff. So, yeah. Did you all grow up with? Um, I was stunned about how much this reminded me of all of the '80s movies I grew up with, like these '80s action big. You know Arnold Schwarzenegger definitely, pieces. Did you all grow up with these? Definitely the mall scene in Commando like leaps into yep. mind. Um, not as artfully done, but very cool. I wasn't really allowed to watch those movies, so it's not until my adulthood that you know I was able to watch like even like Die Hard and stuff like that. It does have like the it does have like sort of it has like it it has the pulse of of one of those movies with like this extra level of clowning though like it it hits all of the beats of the of what is kind of effectively the same movie uh, that american american uh, studios were making during the 80s with Sylvester Stallone or Schwarzenegger or whoever um, yeah except for except for the like the 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 humor which is obviously hit or miss and like the again like the physical the physicality of it is very different from the physicality that you see in 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 american action films at this time angela you said you grew up with them too i mean i wasn't allowed to watch most of them and i you know sensitive snowflake did not watch scary stuff i mean like the never-ending story was as scary as it got for me um it's like, a scary ass movie yeah well i mean and i can tell you a story like from my dad um i mean there are a couple uh like he watched psycho with his friends and i mean this was back in the 70s and to this day they still tease him that like at one point 
in the film, he like leaps out of the chair and goes, don't go in there, don't go in there, and then hides behind the couch. And then he also went to see um, Alien in the theater and um, he walked out because um, there's there's this, this, this very sensitive, like we experience the things that are going on in the screen and it's too freaking much. Um, so I didn't watch things like Rambo or a Commando or um, Predator or even Aliens. Like it was all too spooky for me. But I did like Never Ending Story was like the height of, of the spookiness. However, this is the same man who like one of the first films he ever brought home from the movie rental place for me to watch at age seven was Amadeus, which starts with like a suicide attempt. So... Um, I think, and it's deeply intense, very religious and sexual themes. Um, and yet he thought that was appropriate for a seven year old to watch, which I don't regret because I, I love that film to this day. Um, but, um, like the, you know, just the actiony, you know, violent films were just not something like we were all about the back to the future, which is a different kind of, of action or Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. or, um, what other crazy thing? I did love the Batman movies, but this kind of genre of of action that's more cartoonish. What you know? I just take things so darn sil- seriously. It just goes way over my head. <laughs> yeah. At, at one point, I was banned from watching GI Joe. Um, the, I didn't see any of these like Predator, RoboCop. Uh, they're all wow. they're all basically like, military recruitment tools for. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't Reagan see the, any of those youth. until starting starting in college and beyond that I saw all those movies. Well, that was just so interesting to me because like because that was it's what's so interesting to me to think about this movie because it it kept dawning on me how much this how much of the DNA was the same as this movie as Predator you know Commando all these things and just how much of it lacked. See, like I like this this rugged american machoism like but but it still obviously had you know patriot like still obviously has a firm foot in the patriarchy police story does mm. um but the only difference is um bumbling clownishness which you would have which arnold schwarzenegger would have never been on you know board four yeah uh, at least well, in until, his early days yeah uh, yeah until kindergarten until kindergarten. yeah it's not a tumor yeah <laughs> and we thank him for that for his service <laughs> yeah. in that film um, Thanks, but i'm looking back over the pl- i'm sorry please continue uh, but please uh, but there is yeah there is like this lack of like machismo in it um in the american version of this film he and selena hook up at the end and probably in the middle somewhere um yes and yes at some point at some point like uh jackie chan is caught is captured and tortured but he can take it because he's he's kick-ass like in this film they chloroform him and leave him outside of town which is (laughs) (laughs) which in a movie full of plot holes is the biggest one i I remember to kill him yeah why That's one of those moments where I'm like, in the heightened reality, even the heightened reality of the film falls falls apart. I was I experienced that while um, his his friend was wearing the mask and trying to kill Selena, and I'm like, what's happening? Like, why isn't he killing her? And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like it's a joke here. that pays off. This yeah. doesn't pay off. They chloroform him to frame him, but they just kind of like dump him outside of town, and they're like, peace. Well, and they also just leave the friend. Like, I was, I was like the same thing. I was like watching this. I'm like, this is the guy. This is the worst hitman ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then like they end up knocking him out, and then they just leave, and his body is just laying there in her apartment. 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden, the movie becomes about data that has to be printed out on a right. docs matrix printer. <laughs> right. so there's like hacking of data. It becomes like, a document thriller in the last like 10 minutes of the movie. Wow. Like, I keep thinking I'm missing something in this plot, but no, no, no. It re- like, it, like, the, the, uh, so Corey, the, um, the the extra video that I watched about this was it it said it was und, undated so I actually don't know what the date of of the interview was but it was about him talking about sort of the whole process about it and he belies what I exact what I like assumed about the writing of police story where he just says like oh no I just have scenes that I want in mind I wanted a bus scene I wanted a court scene I wanted a telephone scene and a shopping mall scene. And then so we just and I want a scene where I step in cow shit and then moonwalk. Moonwalk. I I forgot about that. That's a great commercial for Converse sneakers. Incidentally, I'm surprised they didn't use that more often. You know what? What '80s film I was just remembering that I actually quite loved that is oh a little tiny bit similar was Crocodile Dundee, both one Uh, and two. Right now that I could get on board with, but and I'm keen to now rewatch it to see how sexist it was. It really did set up some interesting scenarios in my little, you know, baby, nascent kid sexuality <laughs> brain. Because, uh, like, there were hot bathing suits. There was, like, crocodiles mm-hmm. in Australia. I mean, I did marry an Australian, so that there maybe that planted that seed. Is there a Crocodile well, you... Dundee fan fiction uh, with your internet pseudonym on it, Angela? No, I don't. I don't publish. <laughs> crocodile Fundy. Yes. Crocodile Double D. I'm surprised no one's saying Crocodile. Oh, that's oh. a good idea too. Uh, but I feel the same way. Like you, you mentioned the Batman movies, and like Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman suit certainly uh, certainly had an effect on me as a young kid. Are we all and saying that Jackie it? Chan also has had an effect on our on our nascent Not sexualities? Is that Not or did we? At... Okay, oh. never mind. Did you see his abs? Mate, that guy's his cut. abs don't do it for me, man. Got a perky <laughs> little booty for those high his kicks. His quickness? I, um, oh, wait, okay, sorry. Oh, I, I did have a point about the, the extra. So that's all how the writing comes together in this. Like, obviously, it's not the main part. It's not surprising. And he doesn't even, yeah, exactly. And he doesn't even try to, to say that. I want to go back to what you had initially said, Corey, at the very beginning about Jackie Chan himself. Because as he kept talking, I was like, oh, I don't know, he's saying some stuff. Uh, and I looked up, he, he's born the same year as my dad, and I think as cool as Jackie Chan is, I think Jackie Chan is just my dad. With a lot of the same, <laughs> like, generational beliefs, <sighs> like, understandings of history, understanding of his place and whatever. Like, he just, uh, he didn't come off as a bad dude, or, and I, like, you know, looked up his whatever stuff. I don't know, he doesn't, he doesn't seem like a bad dude, I could be very wrong about that. Uh, but he definitely did speak out against, uh, you know, pro-democratic, uh, you know, Hong Kong protests. Hmm. He did definitely publicly decry his son for getting caught with marijuana. He, de- you know, he like really? there were just like Aww. lots of these like little things where like that remind me that he's definitely a man born in 1954, uh, and you can't, ex- you know, and he's definitely, you know, right. he's take back arc. the coolness. Uh, you know, oh, but at the same time, but he's certainly iconic. He's certainly yeah, iconic. World certainly iconic. I don't think he. I don't think he deserves all of it taken back because I still feel a lot of it. Uh, I can talk now, or I'll probably talk later about the jumpsuits. <laughs> go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go off. I would pay so much money for that green jumpsuit, mm. and I don't think I could pull it. Yeah, well, he wore two jumpsuits in this. Mm-hmm. 
both were uh, well the first one was just sort of like a construction worker's outfit i would wear that that'd be fine but like but the one he slips on in his apartment is next level cool i would pay so much money what for color that was it what color was it it was green and it was like quilted on the on the shoulders it was quilted on the shoulders it was like sort of like a flight jacket i uh, think jump jumpsuits are really gonna surge um as we like enter a post-pandemic world where people don't want to wear pants anymore someone on a podcast i listened to said jeans are violence and i believe that fuck those people (laughs) fuck those people jeans will never die (laughs) i like jeans i'm wearing them right now me too but what if we could wear silk pants instead never mind you already do Corey, there are five sequels. There have been six All police right. stories. I was wrong about it. There was a police story two shortly after this. Police story three, Super Cop, which was re-released in the, the United States in the late 90s uh, with the name just Super Cop. And I think it was what was referenced in, shit, Edgar Wright's movie. Oh, Shaun of the Hot Dead, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Super cop, meet the cop that can't be stopped. Uh, it was most recently updated uh, as Police Story 2013. Nice. A reboot. Another reboot of the Police Story film series. I would definitely tune into Police Story 2 and beyond. Um, that sounds like a Wednesday night film night thing that could happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, I think I, I think I will probably at some point watch Police Story 2. It's on the Oh, it's for on the sure. For sure. Like, I, I, you just can't make movies like this anymore, I think. Like, and I think it's, like, the audacity of it that really uh, that really gets me. That first, that, f- like, again, it is, it very much seems like a police story to drive up, to, to drive a bunch through, like, a, what do they call it? They call it a, um... Like a shantytown. Sh- yeah, they call it something that's, like, um, I don't know. Yeah, whatever, shantytown. But, like, how practical all of that is, mm-hmm. you just can't. Who would do that? Who would pay for that? Who would finance well, that? And speaking of out of control cars, the part where his handbrake is broken and his car like keeps rolling, um, that that it just reminded me of like the time that that happened to me when I was 16 years old and driving my 1979 Toyota Corolla stick shift, and I was on a date um, with someone and we get out of the car, my car just. I was rolling down the street. And I, it might have hit the curb, but I, but I, had, I definitely had to run and grab it before I could uh, stop it from rolling. What color jumpsuit were you wearing? Good question. <laughs> yeah, uh, navy blue. Cool. Yeah. Bold cool. choice. Very bold choice. I bet you so, you're sad you don't still have it. That's true. Definitely the car. I, I still have dreams about the car. I, I loved that car. Was that the purple and yellow? Yeah, the purple and yellow one. It was great. Cecilia, rest in peace. Wait, what are some other names that your cars have had? Uh, Norma Jean and um, God, I can't remember what my red one. And my current car does not have a name. I've never been able to ha- give it a name. So. Wait, wait, I need to suggest some names for okay. your current car. I'm familiar with your current car. I'm going to say one Brenda. That car oh. is a total Brenda. It is not a Karen because I don't think you would drive in a Karen. Hmm. No, Mm-mm. wouldn't do that. Um, but what other name? What, needs... what about Jackie Chan, the car? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it's also beaten up. It's also pretty banged up. From a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, run-ins with some poles in a parking garage. Oof. Bounced its face <laughs> I think off a we few, found a winner. few glass things. Jackie Chan, the car. All right. Jackie Chan. Oh my God. We found a name for your car. I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, I've had it for like a decade now, so, um, 
one of the so a couple of things that I, I I just noticed is like whenever like guns showed up, the like momentum of the movie just like halts. Hundred percent. Gun, like, guns are boring. Yeah, guns are super yeah. boring, and it reminded me of like the uh, the office where Michael's always like bringing out a gun in an improv class. And, uh, like, it's another bank robbery. Like, improv class is just ruined. <laughs> because that is so free funny. sucker. It's the same thing in this movie. It's like, they're all like doing all this crazy choreography and jumping all around. And all of a sudden the gun pops out and everyone just stops. Everybody it stops. Sucks. Yeah. That is such a funny and perfect analogy. For it. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, I was also a little like surprised at the, like the whole, you are, we have families scene where, you know, it was very earnest, yeah. Jackie Chan is at the end of his rope, and he's, like, going to, like... It was a long speech about some, like, really, like, tough and heartfelt stuff. I was like, oh, this is... Are we having a serious moment here, movie? <laughs> it's almost like they didn't put a lot of thought in the plotting of this movie. No. <laughs> they needed <laughs> to fill it some wild swings and to- with these wild tonal shifts I wonder, from yeah. moonwalking cow shit off your yeah. feet. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder <laughs> as the um, police story saga continues for the um, five installments at least, I wonder if that changes or not. I wonder if they get a little more like plot heavy or not or they just stay with the formula that works i, don't I know. would love i mean your, a recurring, your choice is coming up i would love a recurring antagonist throughout the police story films that is like mm. equally uh like equally talented at martial arts as officer jackie chan but very serious like you get donnie yen in there to play like a gang lord who is very skilled but very serious and does not appreciate any of the clowning that jackie chan is pulling out just a suggestion get at me mr chan <laughs> I kept waiting. Did you all? I kept waiting for another shoe to drop with the police. Like, and it almost made me think that there was like a deleted scene, or maybe they didn't give as much thought into the writing as. as other. Second one. Second one. <laughs> but like, because there was that very odd scene when some, for you know, some coercive reason, they made the lawyer leave the witness, her alone with the, t- and they didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, and, but I also kept wanting a reason for why that much younger dude was their boss. Cause it seemed to really highlight that. I don't know. I thought that was it's, just comedy. Like they sure. were just, yeah. this, this I thought baby it was faced. Like, yeah. The, 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 the commissioner guy is like a baby face, like promoted cause of who his dad is or something like that. I thought that the scene where like she, where they're all sitting silently, um, I thought that was some kind of like uh, some kind of like spy film, like fake out, where it's like they they want the they want the the drug lord to think that she told them something. You know, the lawyer is like, so what did you guys talk about? And she's like, nothing. And I thought that was intended to like create so some doubt. tension there. Mm-hmm. The lawyer goes and is like, hey, like uh, she might have said something to the cops, but they don't really discuss. They don't really come back to that. And then he just sends a, a guy to kill her anyways. Um, mm. so I wonder if maybe that's like a subtitle failure or something, because I don't know, it, it is weird that they just had that moment that is a bit funny. And also when you think about it, like, I guess police uh, if, if we can use that word, but it never seems to pay off. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Did, that, that's it. It didn't really have a, a clear payoff. Not like a kick to the face. There's like a quick and immediate payoff when Jackie Chan gets kicked in the face and it sends him like flying backwards into a glass case. Do we have any other thoughts about Police Story? I just had one final thought. What the hell does May even see in this guy? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve better, May. Yeah. Angela just did a big broad gesture. What are you thinking, Angela? <laughs> I don't know why anyone would date any of these guys. Clearly, they don't seem like the type to even go down on you. <laughs> like, the, I bet you they've never even heard of oral sex, so forget about it. Like, if they Glove treat is... you that badly, like, I bet you they're the kind of guys who will, like, uh, like talk, talk, all, all talk, no action, and, like, you know, fuck you and leave you, and that's that. Like, and didn't even try to please you. Get yeah, that thing away I'm... from me. Ow, you're hurting me. Now I'm ding, all Ding, 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 ding. Like, boy. <laughs> like oh, the, boy. Because <laughs> I, I was watching that scene, and yeah. I'm like, what is what is going on here with this cactus and the orange juice? And then when they, and when they pay it off, it's like, Oh, I see why they had that scene, but that scene didn't make sense. Like even in the context, yeah. Like even in the context of the rest of the film, like that scene doesn't make sense. Like she finds, she realizes that he sent someone to pretend to kill her. So her solution is to pretend that she's interested in him. And then, and Did then she, she says, I, so I'm I guess, going to bed. Yeah, I guess she knew that she was being recorded and that this recording was going to be played for, as a testimony. So she holds orange juice over his head in order to say the things that she said. But that, okay. But uh. okay. <laughs> see, no, I'm pissed. I... I'm pissed off with that because, like, it basically uh, like legitimizes treating this woman poorly. And um, doesn't even acknowledge that she is in an endangered situation. I mean, she is with a cop who has authority to hurt her. Like, he could have totally killed her and been like, oh, she tried to kill me. Like, this movie doesn't in any way, shape, or form acknowledge the patriarchy or the power that men hold over women. And it's disgusting. I'm grossed out. It kept waffling big time back and forth whether these were good guys or bad guys and i don't know like in the end it just sort of decided that they were all just I don't know, cartoon characters like they're all just like is it possible that jackie chan made a made a police film with no structuralist critique at all yeah mm-hmm. you know, or or inherent hidden meaning or whatever i think it's they're, 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 they're just throwing that is out that there possible? that there may be no maybe no structuralist yes. critique in this yeah. I have uh, anybody else? Because I have one one final final question. But does anybody have anything have any else about? Uh, I want to ask if anyone has any favorite stunts huh. outside of the one that they showed four times. Because <laughs> I didn't really think that was super impressive. I guess it was. I watched it multiple times, yeah. and I was just like, I, it was. I mean, it was, I, I he, think he, because he got legit hurt his on hand. it that they yeah, they had yeah. to get their money's worth. That's a long it's drop. Like a fire it's pole. a real it's long like drop. It's like a fire pole. Yeah, like the it's like, lights. You know, are... Dan Aykroyd did it in Ghostbusters. The too. lights are breaking. Like, uh, uh, it was it my favorite. No, was it impressive? Yeah, Hell yeah! Well, what's your favorite? What was your favorite stunt? Oh my God. What were your favorite stunts? Did you have me? I really uh, liked when he gets hit in the face when he's holding the phone up, like hit like with the with the cake, and then with has the, the imprint with the cake. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. That's that that's so an image stupid. that like stuck in my head. I like that. that was so good and stupid. The third cake. That yeah, was yeah. The, third was the third cake, cake of the film. Did. <laughs> Angela, what does that look for? Angela just gave one. And like, How also many the audio goddamn medium. cakes does a sexist asshole need? Come on! <laughs> like, and like, like mm, not okay with the number of cakes. Like, he didn't even serve a slice of cake, that guy. I, he didn't even remember it was his birthday. He, he totally <laughs> forgot it was his birthday. Uh, <laughs> so although it was a surprise silly. party. So who knows how long 
how long it it will be to his birthday. It's like the character has one facet. Yep. Stunt. His stunt work. It is. He kicks high and he's quick. We, but I also uh, liked the uh, hanging you... from the bus with the umbrella yeah. and then yeah. running umbrella. running on the cars yeah. as they're going that by. That was pretty yeah. great, actually. Yeah. Um, he does like a perfect like 90 degree like, oh, yeah. like pull up. Pulls his legs up. Yeah. His muscles yeah. oh. are incredible. Um, I got a lot of respect for um, the whole scene where he like stops the bus with his uh, service revolver. Like he's just standing in front of it and uh, and the bus like just stops short of him. Um, I got... I originally had appreciation for that stunt on behalf of the guys who come out of the second fucking story and mm-hmm. fly That's through the yep. glass. And That's lay. one of my favorite stunts. Uh, I watched that three times. Um, That's one the of those ones. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So the second story of the bus. I could not believe that it. actually didn't even end up the way he wanted it to. Like he had it all blocked where they were going to slam because there's that car that's blocking the road. Mm-hmm. He wanted them to slam, one of them to slam to the bottom of the car, one of them to land on the roof, and the other one to land on the trunk, and then uh, roll off. But they just kind of like plopped out onto the pavement. But yeah, well, it still yeah, was very man. painful. <laughs> oh, wow. I loved that scene. And then and during the closing credits, when they show the when they show like bloopers and outtakes and stuff, like they show an outtake of that thing where he has to like get out of the way at the last mm-hmm. minute and i'm like man yeah mm-hmm. they must have they must have worked on that so many times and there must have been so many moments where he's like oh shit and i was watching that one and thinking like okay so this is a fake bus that has like a huge cable like attached to it and when it gets to a certain point off off screen the cable just runs out of length and that's when it stops so you know that it's not gonna hit jackie chan um it's not. It's a real bus, it's and he, bus. he was saying the reason they didn't fly out far enough is because they did because they have like air brakes, you know, like so it's not like a slam on the brake, everything stops. It's they have a slam on the brake, and then things start turning in reverse to like actually slow the bus down before it stops. Uh, and so okay. and I'm like, and then he says like that's why they fell out and like didn't hit the car or whatever. And I'm like, you're you're standing in front of this thing and you don't even know how the fucking brakes work. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I... That was a great stunt. Really cool. Um, <laughs> props to those guys yeah. who, who fell really far and apparently much further than intended um, <laughs> and made it look cool. Angela, did you have a favorite stunt? Um, I really didn't because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm pulling like... a Tim right now. Here's the thing. Um... Like, I wanted to like these stunts, but I was just so offended. <laughs> I was so offended. Sure. That I, and I've also, I've seen other Jackie Chan movies. So I know that this bullshit isn't necessary to, like, the amazing, artful, well-thought-out stunts. I mean, the thing that I liked the best was towards the end where, like, you know, he's doing all this work in front of this major glass bookshelf with all these things on it. And at first... He doesn't like crash into it. Only a few things fall off, but then eventually the bookshelf falls on him. Um, I enjoy- I enjoyed that marginally. Um, I appreciate the work that went into it. I mean, if anything really blows me away, it's the entire demolition of that shanty town at the beginning. Yeah, which yeah, like I think like you That's guys were saying is is that like they're not really thinking about the moral implications. This isn't a film that is actually trying to say anything. It is just trying to be a platform to show off the amazing talents of Mr. Jackie Chan. Um, Is it at the expense of things that we might hold dear as, as humans? Yes, but who cares? Cause it's Jackie Chan. Um, 
and I can accept that, but I don't have to enjoy it. <laughs> no, not at all. Not in the slightest. Peter, Great. did you have a favorite stunt? Uh, yeah, there was... Uh, sorry, what? Sorry, Angel? No, no, I didn't. I thought I thought Wizard was being silly and asking me again if I had a favorite stunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah, the second story bus thing, I th- I rewound a bunch. I rewound whenever uh, he's, whenever they're for real attacked, after the witness, after they leave the witness by the cars, there's like this whole sort of like car door thing. Oh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. There's so many things I loved about that. Like ripping off the car door and then later is like driving with the car door like attached to the top. What a silly fucking movie. <laughs> but there's like this one stunt that he does where he dives in in the back seat of the car and then vaults himself out through the through the closed window of of another of like the other side of the door i watched that several times uh, i must have missed that um, one <laughs> really and again i agree with angela that 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 shantytown demolition thing was just tremendous it makes me think a lot of, it makes me think of like die hard where they blow up the helicopter on the top of that building at the end and it's just like you we just don't see these things anymore yeah. Should we roll? I think we best. Here on Crit Club, we do things a little differently uh, instead of standard ratings because our name is Beholden to Dungeons and Dragons and the D, the 20 sided dice that it is so dependent on. We do a zero, if a one through 20 rating for our movies. Uh,. Just to spice things up again. Angela, would you like to go first or last? First, please. <laughs> I haven't been first or last. I don't know what. But um, this should come as zero surprise. I am failing this movie and giving it a one. Because... Um, critical fail. It's a critical fail. Um, and that's just because um, even though this film was made in 1985 and it was a film of its time, it doesn't make the misogyny any better. And um, uh, I wonder and question whether films such as these need to be lauded or given um, such high standards such as the Criterion Collection. I think it's time for the Criterion Collection to really reevaluate or maybe create a different category of film whereby they say, yes, this is a, a really amazing film for these reasons, but it's really not an amazing film for these other reasons. Um and because, like, I've seen a lot of other Jackie Chan movies, and none of them are as egregious as this. Like, I wanna, I'm, I'm angry at the original writer and and the producer and director of this film. I think it, it. I mean, maybe it was Jackie Chan. It was all Jackie Chan. I maybe it just yeah. isn't designed for me. I have a terrible sense of humor, um, and uh, yeah. So f- under all of those, it, it made me feel like I was a shitty person watching it. So I give it a one. Sorry, sorry. And I don't want to bring down everybody else's scores because I, I really believe that there are legit reasons to love this film and that uh, I just don't have any reason, uh, any of those reasons to, to do that. Uh, us th- three boyos here uh, have been speaking, saying a lot of really nice things about it uh, outside of those. And I wonder, like, what are your thoughts on... Um, I, on people finding joy in in the midst of of so much subjectivity, I think or subjectiveness. That, um, uh, hmm. It, that is a really hard question because I don't want to fault you for liking this movie because I know that you each and every one of you are 
men that I know who operate on the more feministic side of the of of the spectrum and respect women, um, make sure that they're uh, res- you know respected and not violated. Um, and I think that if any of this stuff happened in real life at this time, uh, you would be completely appalled. Um, and it's totally possible that I just do not get that this is a satirical film. This might be a satirical film and I just don't get it and that's okay. Or, or maybe like that I'm just so sick of being treated as a woman in this society with the patriarchy that I, I don't even want to expend the energy to try to see it in that, that, that frame. Um, and I can't fault you as men uh, for enjoying the parts of it that are very uh, paternalistic or um, part of the patriarchy. And I don't judge you for your enjoyment of it. Um, but I'm going to be a voice for the women who might be listening to this um, and just say that I, I'm not, am- I am not amused. Um, and, but I'm also, my opinions of you all, who I care very much as my dear friends, like, I'm happy for you that you've liked this movie. Um, and I think the more important thing is that we're able to have a discussion, right? And we're able to ask these questions of each other without necessarily tearing each other down or lowering our opinions of each other. Um, and uh, I think that conversations like this result in better films down the line and have have there been better films down the line? Is there somebody, maybe a cool filmmaker who will listen to this conversation and be like, hey, maybe it's time to rewrite Police Story and and do it justice, like to make it as fucking funny and as um, amazingly complex in terms of stunts, um, but without the misogyny. I think that's totally doable and possible. I would also reckon that Edgar Wright has done some really good work um, to do those kinds of films that are funny, but not at the expense of women. But I haven't watched those films in a while, and now I have to because I want to back my shit up. There are Um, also interviews in there with Edgar Wright and Jackie Chan on the Criterion channel. I did not know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I hope that, yeah, I know it was a complicated question, but I thought it was worth sort of exploring. No, it's a great question. Thank you. Because we all, yeah, because this conversation has been so interesting. Who wants to go next? Roll. Who wants to roll next? Oh, next. I I think it was a a good movie. I understand why it, like, you know, helped launch his career. I understand why it was game-changing. But, yeah, like, like stuff with the, you know, the misogyny and just kind of, like, the crappy plot and, like, some scenes that dragged (laughs) on or whatever. Like, it it stops us from being, like, a great movie in my mind or whatever. But, like, I enjoyed watching it. So, I mean, I think I'd give it a respectable 14. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris? Uh, um, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Huh. Sorry. Um, yeah, I had uh, I had a great time with this. Uh, I really mm-hmm. did. I I definitely appreciate like that it you know it really it, it, there between the action set pieces there is a movie that is not very good for a number of reasons. Well, I, and I mm-hmm. do think it's satirical. it's it definitely takes place in like a cartoonish like heightened reality um it is unfortunate that there are parts of that heightened reality that involve like being super shitty um but all that but i mean that being said uh it is it is just too much goddamn fun and too silly um to take with even like a hint of seriousness for me um so i'm gonna give it an 18 for the high kicks Those were some high kicks, some quick high kicks. Uh, me, what am I doing with this? 
I think I think about this movie the way I think about uh, I think about this movie the way I think about the Olympics, um, which is uh, which is I really love the Olympics, um, not because I love swimming or because I love pole vaulting, but because I really love watching people being really good at stuff. And this was a watching people being really good at things for for a, for a whole you know hour and thirty minutes. I uh, have the privilege to watch it from that perspective, and I think I need to really understand and and like own up because like because I think I because I I think I agree with you, and I watched it with that same tack, uh, wizard of like of just having an unbridled joy except when terrible things were happening, treating women as, as, as props. As, yeah, as props. And I really think it's, I really, I really want to make sure that I, at least to myself, admit that I have the luxury of being able, and privilege of being able to like, well, I'm just not going to think about those parts of it. Not that you're doing that, but I want to make sure that I'm vocalizing that for mm-hmm, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's undeniable the amount of serotonin this movie gave me though. <laughs> Like, it's just undeniable. Like, and I almost feel apologetic about it, right? Like, I just, like, remember just, like, huge, goofy-ass smile plastered on my face as dumb shit is happening. Like, the the, the moonwalking cow shit was so delightful. <laughs> I am so happy for you, Peter. Like, seriously. I am, like, I am but happy it's for you. it's privilege, right? It's privilege that I can... <laughs> you know what, though? Sorry. Like, I mean, I, I want to live in a society... 17 is my answer. Where where being aware of privilege is a chance to be able to discuss things seriously um, and and also enjoy them for what they were at that time. And I betcha at that time that that scene killed. But for me, I'm just like, really, really, really. Uh, I hate the Olympics, by the way. I yeah, what's I love I watching people them. being good yeah, at shit. People, I love people are great at stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was love good watching in people excel. In 1988, in 1992, 1996, all of those things were amazing. Now we live in a globalized world, and it's not so exciting. No, it's so. Uh, um, I, have you seen Simone Biles? Have you watched her Simone do her? Simone Biles no, is amazing. I, can, I mean, I can watch wait, a national gymnastics gymnastics championship and be mind blown. Super right? boring. Yeah. And for the rest of it, though, like the, the Olympics pretends that it's like this big old, you know, like, oh, we're going to bring the, the world together and be a global community. But actually, <laughs> it's an excuse for like a city to try to grandstand itself while bankrupting itself in the process. Um, I just I think that it's another one of those things where rich people think it's a great idea. But it, in all actuality, the benefits of it don't translate to real people. But that's so do the Olympics get a one from Angela? They do. She's rolling. I, a one I, I have for the to Olympics say, though, and I well. say that definitely get a one and from Corey. Just for definitely adding adding the Olympics to the crit club enemies list. Yes. <laughs> you are on I mean, notice. I just like watching people excel. Why don't you all want to watch people excel? Because it's sponsored by. It's, it's watching people who are good at Angela, stuff. Angela, please stop stuff. yelling into the microphone. Sorry. Give me more work. And also, and also um, Matt Lauer. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Does he still work? Never mind. The Global Olympics don't need to be beholden to Matt Lauer. <laughs> Athletes throughout the world. Athletes across the world don't need to have, I, wear 
Matt Lauer as an albatross around their necks. <laughs> I doubt they even think um, of him. I, I'm giving Police Story a 17 uh, because, boy, the, yeah, I don't know, for all the reasons I said. And then we can stop talking about Police Story and really dig into the Olympics here. So, um, God. But, sorry, yeah. Sorry <laughs> I'm going to call on my alternate... My understudy. Sorry for bringing up that I like watching people being good at things. I didn't think that would be controversial. We, uh, but for tomorrow, next week, you can join us for yet another of these wonderful discussions <laughs> when it is Angela's turn. Angela, oh boy. what the hell are we watching next good week? Good lord, you know I, you know I feel bad for and you I'm, guys. Oh wait, I'm, I'm, I feel like I, I'm sorry. Because I did, I was hoping that you could get some jo- enjoyment out of this pick. And I feel like I let you down, <gasps> you and didn't. I will try harder next round. Jackie Chan let me down. Um, sure. So it's not your what fault. What are we watching next week? I feel bad, guys, because I feel like I'm trashing on all your films. Um, nope, and not so, in the slightest. Uh, I'm picking a very Angela pick. Um, Juliette Binoche, a lover. Um, and love because her. my next pick after this is going to be like her debut from like 1985, but we're going to start with her uh, in 2017 with the film by Claire Denis called Let the Sunshine In. And it's about, you know, an old, not old, but older woman, like in her late 40s and 50s. Um, She's successful. She's independent. But just like so many of us, she still just wants to be loved. And she she's looking for this love through all the wrong men. Uh, I'm sure any of the females listening to this or maybe even the men uh, can relate to some of this. Um, it might hurt for me to watch this because it's it, I'm like literally it's how I'm processing the world in my 40s. Um, but I'm really excited to see it because Juliette Binoche is is one of my favorite actresses. Um, and uh, it seems that cr- the Criterion Collection is as obsessed with her as I am. Uh, so looking forward to that next week. If you can watch it so that when we release this episode next week, you already know what we're talking about. Um, and of course, you know, as Peter's going to explain you're always welcome to message us and let us know what you think of what we said. You can disagree. You can call me a crazy lady for hating on Jackie Chan. What are those uh, emails and Twitters and whatnot? Before we do that, say the name of the film one more time. It is Let the Sunshine In, a film by Claire Denis. D-E-N-I-S. Thank you so much. And with a special sneak appearance by Gerard Depardieu. Thank you so much. And yes, as Angela said, you can get to us on Crick Club and tell us what we got wrong, what we got right, what we should watch, what we should not watch, and uh, tell us your bound. Uh, yeah, tell us what we need to know. Um, well, you can do that at critclubcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at critclubcast. Finally, for this show, we always like to ask ourselves one last question. And that is, what else you watching? Hey, Chris. Hey, Wizard Chris. Hey. What else you watching? You know, uh, you know, this week has been kind of light on the watching. I watched the very first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, keeping that Marvel mm-hmm. thing going. Um, that's cool. good light entertainment. If you like people flying out of or falling out of or falling into um, vehicles that are moving at very high speeds, um, you will enjoy this. Uh if you like some light, some light drama about uh, about PTSD and and uh, the general like shitty state of the world uh, post Thanos, I think uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's it's very light, very light entertainment, but you know, 
again, falling into, falling out of high-speed high vehicles is enjoyable to watch at times. Um, I'm mostly listening to the audiobook version of Dune, which I strongly recommend oh, everybody drop what they're doing and invest like 29 hours in listening to Dune. Um, okay. I think I started that a couple of years ago. So good. Man, so good. that sounds like... I mean, I've read the book, but it's yeah. been a couple of years. Yeah. Me too, um, yeah, you, I, I'd have to cuddle someone and listen to that. That's that's not like an alone book reading, book listening experience. Uh, Twenty six hour cuddle. Yeah, it yeah. kind of has to be an alone because at some point, like, uh, yeah, I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it uh, online at the grocery store. Uh, walks uh, walks in the springtime sun. Uh, life now is just Arrakis, Dune, desert planet. Um, and I'm having a great time with it. Give me that spice. Give me that spice. Give me that spice. Is legal in Canada, right? Uh, yeah, we love we love our <laughs> melange shops here in Canada. So uh, come on down and check out our uh, our giant sandworms. Uh, Corey, what are you watching? I don't know. What else are you watching? I don't know what to say, but uh, I am two seasons now into Shit's Creek. Uh, it's, yeah, how's that going? It's one of those things that that people like really love, and I feel like I've kind of been behind on and. Uh, Rarely am I laughing out loud, but I'm usually enjoying myself and, and amused at, at what's going on. So, and I will keep going. Peter, you, you, Angela, you had a very positive reaction. Peter, you're having a negative reaction. So, I'd like to, I'd like to hear more. Okay, I had to try watching the show four times before I really got it, and it wasn't until the second season. But I kept trying because one of the people I most respect in the entire planet, Lindsay Haber. Uh, she loves this show and, and her sense of humor is like one of my all time favorite things. So I was like, there seriously must be something wrong with me if I don't like this show. And I stuck with it and it paid off. Like the humor is subtle Canadian goodness. It's not your letter, Kenny. It's mm -hmm. a little bit like under the radar, which you, as you know, sometimes doesn't work with me, but for whatever reason it does with me and watching Catherine O'Hara uh, work her magic with different with her crazy accent. The thing, okay, Corey, this is how you watch that show. Oh, I love Catherine O'Hara. Okay, O'Hara. Okay, yeah. but no, here's Maybe. what you do. This is what worked for me. You pretend that Moira is Delia Dietz's sister from another Mister from Beetlejuice, <laughs> and suddenly it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and and then you 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 buy into all the rest of the stuff. Um, and I did legit cry when that show ended because mm. I just it it uplifted me so much. Um, I hope you're able to find, like, the guffaws. Um, also, who is uh, Chris Elliott, I think, is uh, yeah. undervalued on that mm -hmm. show. Really good. God, they make him just look terrible on that show. It's so good. I had, to, I had to, like, Google, like, images of what he looks like today because I'm like, does he really look that bad? <laughs> Peter. I don't like to share my opinion about Shit's Creek because I <laughs> – because it's not for me. Well, no, because it like because it because who cares? Because whatever. Because because everyone enjoys this, it. And, this podcast and... is about sharing our opinions on stuff. Like... No, but I don't like. But I don't want to. Whatever. Like it's it's just like I. It doesn't like whatever. It's just not for me. Um. Uh. But but it goes. I think it goes a little bit beyond not for me because I have tried watching it twice, mm -hmm. and then the second. Well, you mean I've seen all. Well, I've seen. I haven't seen the last season, but I did stick through it this little second time I tried, and I watched five seasons of it and i think it's painfully not funny like i think <laughs> you watched five seasons like, of it when you thought it was not funny i mean like it i think over time it became at least a little endearing 
but I think it's aggressively unfunny. There kept being scenes where I was like, I could make that scene funnier right now. Mm. Like, I could add one small joke where they're not trying in the slight. Like, so you say that about Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott, like, to me, that show is encapsulated in Chris Elliott's, in the, in the pillow that they shoved down Chris Elliott's shirt to make him seem fat. <laughs> like, I was wondering Chris, if that was real or not. Like, <laughs> And it's not, it's like, it's, but it's so painfully, to me, it was like so painfully just a pillow they shoved down his shirt. And I was like, oh, this is a joke that he's, but they don't even try that hard for this joke because it doesn't look like he's, and like, that's the whole show to me, is that like, is they, they, they threw some jokes together and like, all right, mm. we got our show. But people absolutely flip their shit for it. And I don't want to hate on anyone's good time. And I'm very glad so many people. I, I, I'm show. not flipping my shit for it, uh, but I'm, I'm amused by it. I, I, I also long time ago tried to start watching the first season myself. And what ended up happening was I'm, I'm, I was, I'm watching it with someone else and I was at their house and they watched a, a episode that was later on. And I liked that more than I liked the early stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I went back and got caught up and now we're like watching it together. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's hard to get into, but I'm surprised if you didn't like it that you kept on going with five, five seasons. I, I enjoy that the characters. Seems, it's pain. Seems like it's flagellation. Painless. What are yeah. you doing? No, 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 not in the slide. No, I've, oh, we can talk about the <laughs> ways I've flagellated myself with media. Like I've, I've stuck with things that I've hated far worse. You're not than a walking this. dead viewer. Are no, you? But, Shit's oh, Creek is enormously pain. Like I think, sh I think Shit's Creek is like it's biggest sin to me is how aggressively painless it is. Yeah. Like there's yeah. just not, there's just no attempt at really anything there. I, 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 but I also really like their um, depiction of David's sexuality with yeah. him being like an open pansexual, like, which yes. is a, something that you don't see very often. And then B, you especially don't see very often with males yeah. and also see how they also don't write him as like super horny which is a stereotype of like bisexual and pansexual men and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like the, I really liked that. They won a lot of points with me with his portrayal. Yeah. Definitely. And I absolutely love him. And I love Eugene Levy with all my heart. I love Catherine O'Hara mm -hmm. with all my heart and it's painless to watch. So yeah, I watched five seasons and like, I don't, and I don't begrudge a single person for getting a hell lot, of, a hell lot more out of that show than I did. Cause I really did not. But I'm glad it's a. I'm glad it's there. I'm so glad it's there, and I'm so glad it's, so many people got it out of it. Angela. Yes. What yes. else you watching? Um, you know, I was struggling for a bit, thinking about what have I been watching, um, because I just keep going to the old favorites, and this week's favorite was the ninth season of Letterkenny. Um, usually when mm -hmm. new seasons of Letterkenny come out, I watch them so many times when they first come out that like. They're no longer interesting. But this time around, I watched season nine only twice after Christmas. And I was like, oh, let's watch it again. See how it, how you know. And it's actually even better than I remember. Um, and that was refreshing because I needed the laughs. Um, I need the filthiness. I just introduced it to a new friend of mine. And it was, it was like super satisfying to watch them laugh at it. It was um, the scene uh, from last season, um, the December, beat it off December scene. Uh, which was just like one of the best comedic moments, I think, in the last 10 years. Um, that was delightful. Um, so yeah, I'm watching it again. It holds up. Um, it's not as great as like some of the earlier seasons. It's a trashy show. Um, but I, you know, I have more room in my life for trash now that Trump isn't president anymore. 
Who? Cool. <laughs> exactly that. Um, but what else am I watching? Am I watching anything else? Just more episodes of Bob's Burgers. Ever, for whatever yes. reason, they're on a really Podcast. good run. Um, the last, you know, recent episodes um, have just been really satisfying and absurd um, and unexpected. And I just don't get enough of unexpected satisfaction. Um, so Bob's Burgers, the season is killing it. They're one of the few TV shows out there that accept spec scripts from the general mm-hmm. public. So I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that has to do with just the fact that they constantly have new blood <laughs> coming, coming to the characters. That is interesting. Oh, mm. man. Now I totally want to write a spec script. Oh, boy. You got to start with a good burger pun. Every Bob's Burgers <laughs> script starts with a good burger pun. And a good store pun for the next yep. store. Yeah. Um, and a good rat pun for the, for the rat truck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's doable. It's doable. Peter, what are you watching? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I've uh, three quick things. Um, uh, three quick things. Uh, there are things in the world called edibles, <laughs> and there's also a thing in the world called S- S- Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh God. Um, oh boy. Here we go. So I watched four hours of Zack Snyder's. Justice League on Friday. That's flagellation with media. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't, you know. Uh, like I say, there are things in the world called edibles. <laughs> um, uh, it was better than I thought it would be, while also being just as bad as I thought it would be, and egregiously not worth the time. So uh, it's almost sad that it's like so dramatically self-serving, because if it were... 30 minutes shorter, I might say, hey, yeah, maybe it's worth your time. But no, this is not worth anybody's four hours. Not worth four hours of anybody's life. Um, I also have been watching, uh, re-watching, even though it's been a long time since I've completely watched a lot of it, uh, Kids in the Hall. Oh, oh yes. Um, Y'all are ODing on that? Canadian media of late. I'm really, really happy. <laughs> you should be. Uh, so I'm on the first season. I'm going through the first season. I'm just about done with the first season. It is really striking to me how much some of it holds up timelessly i mean just is right amazingly uh still relevant and wonderful like the sketch about finding the stray businessman and bringing home the (laughs) the stray businessman uh a lot of it there's a surprising amount of blackface Mm. in at least the first season of kids in the hall there's a surprising amount of blackface wow um and a few other things that that are that really um it's a it's a real big mix of of timeless comedy and things that definitely don't age well at all lastly uh, I'm uh, at the end of second. I mean, in, at the end of the second season of Deep Space Nine, yes. Star Trek, and I finally under. I finally have made my peace with that series, with mm-hmm. that show, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I now understand that I overarchingly do love the whole world that's created through the span of Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. but that the individual episodes uh, are less than stellar Um, even the best of the episodes are still not as good as other star trek entries but the the world that's built over time and how that's peppered throughout is actually pretty amazing do you have a favorite character no because deep space nine is terrible right like (laughs) it's not i mean like like it it is the cast is bad like the cast is oh wow this is a full not good condemnation and yet I mean, like, I like, I mean, 
I really, because this is my second time watching through the series, and I realize how much I do like Quark, uh, and how much I really enjoy the Ferengi, and how much I really enjoy the just the, the backstory of Ferengis. Uh, I think Jedzia Dax, I think she does a great job with that role. I don't really think that there is a, I don't think it's a good cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a, it's a very, uh, I, oh no, and uh, 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 gosh, what's his name? Is it Garrick? You're going to say Garrick. Garrick? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Garrick. Great character. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Just delightful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good Taylor. Yeah. Very good Taylor. I'm glad Taylor. that I like, like after I watched it for the first time last year, I couldn't make my peace with it. And I'm really glad I finally like, oh, okay. Like the individual episodes just aren't good, but the whole overarching narrative is actually very wonderful. Okay. Great. I think that calls it a little bit of a longer episode. So thanks for sticking with us. If you stuck with us to, as we discuss police story, one more time, you can find us at critclubcast at gmail.com to email us all your thoughts, questions, queries, wishes for shorter podcasts, mm. uh, or find us on Twitter at critclubcast. Thank you so much for your time, attention, and your deep thoughts, Angela, Corey, and Wizard. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good Enjoy night. your week. See you next Walk time. Up there. Bye.